Welcome back to the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am grateful to have you here with me today. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. You are not. We are in this together, and we can do so much more together than we ever can by ourselves, right? Oh, 100, 100%. And that is why I am grateful to get to show up here and share my heart and my stories and all of it with you. This podcast is a special one to me because I want to share what I have learned this past year. And yes, crazy craziness. This week, Emma is going to be one year old. How did that happen? I don't even know. It went by. Oh my goodness, so quickly. I cannot believe it. And I feel that in this past year, I have grown so much, learned so much, and have become a more elevated version of myself. And I am feeling strong in ways I never anticipated. I am grateful for all of it the highs and the lows and everything in between. And I know a million percent I could never have done this alone. We talk about, you know, how important it is to lean on one another and have each other. And they say it takes a village and it absolutely a million percent does. (laughs) You need that village to keep you going. Oh, without, without a doubt. And she's going to be one. I mean, seriously, (laughs) craziness. And it's good. It's so, so good. But it's also pretty wild, really wild. And so I've been thinking, you know, what has happened this past year? What did I learn? Where did I grow? And I want to share a few of those things with you. And the first one is that time really does go as quickly as everybody says it does. From the moment that I had Emma, everybody said, savor this time. It goes by fast. And you hear it and you're like, yeah, sure, you know, got it. But it doesn't really sink in at all. And you kind of are moving through the motions, doing the things that you have to do, and you realize, oh my goodness, time is passing quickly. And I am grateful that I did allow that message and that learning to to sink in pretty quickly because I kept repeating it to myself. Time goes quickly. Time goes quickly when things were hard. When I was here alone on maternity leave and feeling like I was the only one in the world and feeling isolated. I kept saying, time goes quickly. Remember, you're not always going to have this time. And so what happened? I, I had a lot of contact naps with Emma where I knew I could have been doing a hundred other things. I could have been cleaning up. I could have been doing the laundry. I could have been, I don't know, whatever else had to be done, right? All the things. But I told myself, she is only going to be this small for so long. 
it won't be forever that she will be this really super tiny human that will curl up on my chest and fall asleep. That's not going to last forever. And even now, a year later, oh, I want that moment back because she doesn't want to do that. You know, she's on the go. She's doing things. She's curious. She's learning the world. She's not snuggling in, you know, to fall asleep for a nap. And I am grateful, beyond grateful, that even during those times when it was challenging, that I reminded myself of that message. And I gave myself that space to be with her, to know that in that moment, nothing else mattered. We will forever have a to-do list, right? I don't think there will ever be a day where I will wake up and, oh my goodness, all the things I needed to do were magically done. Never. So I knew I didn't need to rush through and get them done. One thing my Nana always said was, the dust can wait, the children cannot. And I love that saying because there is so much truth in it. Let's be honest, the dust is always going to be there. But the children are going to grow. They're going to become their own, you know, independent souls, and off they will go. So why you have them? Be there. Be present with them. And repeating this mantra that time goes quickly, time goes quickly, that really, it really helped me remember it. And I remember it with Emma. But now what I want to do is integrate that into my everyday life. Because time does go quickly. And it's not only that there are these moments with Emma, but there's this time with Dustin, there's this time with my family, there's time with my friends that I will never get back. And if I don't slow down and create time to be with these people, to be present, I may never get it. We have no idea what the future has in store for us, right? No idea. And so pause, be present, slow down. Thinking back to those moments when I was here on maternity leave and it was me and Emma while Dustin was at work. And it was such a sweet, sweet time. It was exhausting with the amount of time she needed to feed and then nap and just that cadence (laughs) and then change her diaper. And it felt like that was all that we were doing. But gosh, beautiful, beautiful to have that precious time together. And when it was nice out, we would sit outside on the porch. We took many naps out there together. And it was sweet and serene and quiet. And I loved it. Oh, so much. And yeah, it got lonely. There was times I wished, you know, I could snap my finger and a friend would be here or that I had someone else to talk to. But again, I reminded myself, this goes quickly. This is not how it will be forever. So savor it. Enjoy it. Another thing that 
I learned is that we had to listen to our intuition, Dustin and I. Yes, there was going to be people who would tell us how to do things. There would be the doctor that would tell us how to do things. And even before Emma was here, I remember I was really scared because I had watched kids before. I, you know, grew up around having many kids in our house. But now knowing that I was going to be alone with an infant, what was that going to be like? How would I do it? And I remember anytime I had a question growing up or I wasn't sure about something, and I think about, you know, when I was sick, my mom knew what to do. She just always had the answer. Oh, you have a fever. Let's put a washcloth on you or whatever it was. She instantly jumped in and took care of it. And all I kept thinking was, I don't have those answers. I have no idea what to do when these things happen. And everyone was telling me, you're going to know. As soon as you have her, you will just know. And I thought that was the craziest thing. Like, no, 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 that's not, no, no, it's not going to happen. I will not know. But they were right. You have this intuition, this inner knowing. And when you tune into it, you know what is right for you and for your baby. And it's really important to listen to that. Because there's many things out there that are going to come your way. And people will say this is right. Someone else will say it's wrong. And oh my goodness, you could look up whatever it is and you'll find conflicting opinions about it, right? But if you hone in, if you really truly listen, you know, you really do. When it came to sleeping, you know, there's this thing you can find it's best to have baby sleep with you until she's one, I think people say. I don't even know what it is. Or some people say, no, it's best to put them in the nursery right away by themselves. I mean, there's so many schools of thought on so many different things. And what we did was we listened. We listened to ourselves. In the beginning, when we first got home, we were in the hospital a little less than a week because I had a C-section, and we were exhausted. There's, there's no sleeping in a hospital. They're constantly coming in and poking you and prodding you and all of this stuff. And Dustin was on this little pull-out bed that was extremely uncomfortable, so he got no sleep. And we had thought the best thing would be for us to use the spare bedroom as the place where one of us would stay with the baby and then the other would get a good solid, you know, however many hours of sleep until we needed to be up to relieve the other person. And we thought, you know, that would work great. We got ourselves all set up. We were excited about it. We thought, you know, this is the best thing for us. We're going to do it. And I remember the first night I was in there and it was sweet. You know, being in there with Emma and feeding her throughout the night and really connecting, I felt. But I also felt off. Something wasn't right. But, you know, we said we're going to try this, so we'll just do it. The next night, 
we switched. I went into our room. Dustin stayed with her. And I have to tell you, the whole time that he was with her during her time, his time, I was watching the camera, making sure he was okay, checking on them. And I didn't want to go in there because I didn't want him to think that I didn't think he knew what he was doing or anything like that. And it wasn't that I was checking on him because I didn't think that. I was just missing them, (laughs) missing them deeply. And so we tried it for those two nights. I think it only lasted two nights. And we we both, it just didn't feel right to us. And we were talking and we said, you know, I don't like this. (laughs) I don't like this being apart. And we decided this is not, this is not working. This is not for us. And instantly we said, no, 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 we're going to move everything into our room. So we took the rocker, we took the bassinet, all the other stuff that we had, and we moved it into our room. And even once we just placed those pieces of furniture in our room, we felt better. Ah, this is what it's supposed to be, all of us together. Who cares if we didn't get the sleep that we needed? What matters was us being together. And I remember the pure joy and elation we had once we were all together. And it was as if this weight was lifted off of our shoulders. But if we didn't listen to our intuition, if we just kept going with what we said we thought we were supposed to be doing, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked at all. And then Emma stayed in our room for a while. I'm not even sure when we moved to our I remember that people were saying, all right, you know, whatever month it was, you know, she should try to sleep on her own. So we said, all right, we'll try it. We put her in there. I cried. (laughs) It just didn't feel right. I was so sad. I couldn't believe she was growing up so fast. How was she already in her own room? This is not right. Oh my goodness. The entire night, just watching her on the camera to make sure she's okay. And the next morning, both of us looked at each other and said, no, we're bringing her back (laughs) because we can't. And then even when she grew out of her bassinet, we weren't ready yet for her to move over. And the crib was too big to move out of her room and into our room. So we took the pack and play we had and she slept in that still right next to us. And it felt right and it felt good. And there became a time, I don't even remember when it happened, we thought, you know, it's, it's time. And we moved her into her own room and she did great. Even that night that we moved her, when I was crying, she did great. It was me <laughs> who wasn't doing great. I was just missing her. But following your instincts, knowing that we had to do what was right for us. And we haven't had to do yet, cry it out. We kind of do what feels right in the moment. And there will be some nights when we'll put her down to bed and she goes right down. There are others when she's just sad. And so we hold her. I snuggle with her. She falls asleep, I put her in, and that's that. And again, I repeat that mantra that time goes fast. This isn't our forever. So if it's going to take a little bit longer this night to put her to bed, so be it. I'm going to savor those snuggles because I know there will be a time when she is no longer going to want to do that. It's just not going to happen. And so, 
in the moment. Listen, listen deeply to that intuition. And we all have it. And I, I will tell you, I thought people were crazy. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to know. <laughs> Please. You do. <laughs> you really, truly do. And you know with everything in life, not just with your baby. But you know for yourself, so tune, tune into that deeply. The other lesson that I learned in this wild, crazy journey of parenting was the importance of leaving the house, especially when she was small and I was on maternity leave. I had, for my own mental sanity, I had to get out of the house. And it really could have been very easy to stay here because, you know, the, the, the days were long where it was that feeding, changing, sleeping over and over and over again. And to physically get out of the house felt like a lot of work because it was all new and I didn't really know what to do. You know, you're learning on the fly, figuring it out along the way. But those moments when I was feeling really lonely and just knowing I needed a change of pace until Dustin got home from work, I packed us up, Emma and I, Emma and I, and we went to the park for a walk. She slept in the bassinet. And if she needed to eat, I didn't rush home to feed her. I fed her right there in the park. And to be out in the fresh air, to just be able to observe and see people. Oh my goodness, amazing for my sanity. Amazing. And even, you know, knowing that it's crazy in the beginning, right? I didn't do anything huge. The park is five minutes from our house. I started small. Or I didn't even drive to the park, but I took her for a walk up and down our block just to get out of the house because I started to feel cooped up. And even now with her, you know, this past year, we have taken her a lot of places. When she was really small, we brought her to her first Boulders baseball game, which is a local baseball team here. It's outdoors. There's plenty of space. We don't even sit in a seat. We kind of just hang out in the outfield area. And it's something Dustin and I loved to do before she was here. And for ourselves, again, we needed to, to go out and do something. And I remember going to that first game and feeling so happy to be out of the house as a family of three and figuring it out. You know, it's learning along the way for sure, but it's necessary, really, really necessary. And one thing that we have done, not even by, I don't even think to say by a, a conscious decision, but something we just are doing, I feel, is we have integrated Emma into our life. And yes, she has a routine and she does certain things at certain times, but we haven't turned our world upside down to strictly stay to that routine. 
There have been days when she has stayed up past her bedtime. There have been times when she has skipped her nap where rather than feeding her at home or feeding her in the car or whatever it is, you know, we change her diaper in the back of the car. We, we kind of just figured that we can't stay glued to this really strict routine because that is not how we have ever lived our life. We are not, I mean, we're, we have routines, but we're not strict, you know, in them. And again, the same thing about, you know, getting out of the house, we had to do it for ourselves. And she has seemed to have adapted being in different environments. And it's been great. We when she was really, really small and she was in the bassinet, we took her to the, the little local zoo here and we walked around and we took her to another baseball game and we did all these things that you could do outside and amazing that she was born in July. So we did have these events that we were able to go to outside. We took her to her very first car show and walked around with her there and just anything to get her into new environments where she was smelling different things, hearing different sounds. And really it was for us because we had to get out. So important for us. And I am glad that we did that. I am really, truly glad that we pushed ourselves to do it. And again, it's not easy because when it was just Dustin and I, we grab our keys and we walk out the door. But now with her, there are these things you have to think about. Do you have enough diapers? Do you have an extra change of clothes just in case? Do you you have enough food? There was one time we did go to the boulders game and we're pulled into the parking lot and we're getting ready to go in. And I turned to Dustin and I said, uh, we can't stay. (laughs) He said, why? What happened? I said, I forgot her food. (laughs) And that was it. We had to go home. And it, I mean, it is what it is. And that is the biggest number four that I have learned is being flexible. Yes, we got out of the house, but we weren't married to any outcome. If it wasn't working out, we knew we could leave. We didn't have to stay. And we stayed open to what could possibly happen. We didn't put any pressure on ourselves. If we brought her somewhere and she was losing her mind, that's it. We go. You know, if we brought her somewhere and we just didn't feel great, that's it. We go. No questions asked. You know, there was no pressure that it had to be a certain way. And I think having this sense of flexibility and this freedom to know that you're not expecting it to be a perfect outcome. She is a baby. She is learning and figuring out the world. There are going to be times when she is uncomfortable because she's learning and figuring it out and it might become too much for her. And we might have to, you know, shift, change, do something a little different. And we gave ourselves that permission. And I think parenting requires a lot of flexibility because what we think is going to happen usually is not what happens, right? 
Things are in a constant change. Things will never be what we think they are going to be. And that's okay. It really, truly is okay as long as you aren't putting the pressure on yourself for it to be something different. Because that really is the biggest, biggest thing. And the last huge one that I learned this past year is that it was important to remind myself and to know and believe and truly listen to myself that I got this, that I am doing it right. Yes, I will make mistakes along the way, but that's okay. And when I'm struggling and I feel like I don't got this, I can reach out and ask for help. And I think we need to remember that always in life. We got this. We know what we're doing. We are the best judges of our own future (laughs) or our own knowing of what we need. No one else knows exactly what you need except yourself. And you got to trust yourself. And you gotta know, you truly, truly do have this. And remember that with your whole entire heart. And when you might feel like you're forgetting it, ask someone to remind you. Do I know what I'm doing? They'll tell you, yeah, you do. 100% you do. No doubt about it. And I know that there are many, many other lessons I have learned this past year for sure. But those were the the few that came to top of mind very quickly. And I really do think they are so important. And again, not important in just having a baby, but important with life when I look at them. Because yeah, time is going quickly. Remember that. Savor the moments. Listen to that intuition. You got it. It's there. Listen to it. Leave the house. Get yourself out of your comfort zone. And be flexible. Don't be married to thinking that this is going to go a certain way. And if it doesn't, that means it's awful. No, it just means it is what it is in that moment. And remember that you got this. You 100% do. And you're strong and you're capable. And oh, you you, you got it. (laughs) You absolutely do. Oh, my goodness. Being a parent is wild. (laughs) So wild. And I look at Emma and I still cannot believe that she is ours. And I cannot believe that a year has gone by. I mean, it feels as if it was just yesterday that we were in the hospital with her. And yet that also feels a lifetime away. And they say don't blink and gosh, so, so, so true. Oh, I am grateful. Grateful that I can sit here and pour my heart out to you and share these learnings and feelings along the way. Thank you. 
for tuning in and being a part of this podcast. I would love to pull a card like I do each week, a little something for us to tuck into our pockets and remember a message that you might think is not for you, but I guarantee you it most likely is. So I'm going to use the Kyle Gray Angel Oracle deck because this has been my go-to lately. And let's see what card we need today. Ooh, it is clear, cancel, and release. I don't think I have ever pulled this card. Let's see what the book says. Clear, cancel, and release. And the book says, you are being guided to clear your life and energy of any negative or challenging people, situations, or events. It's time to release any old ideas, negative thought patterns, or even sarcastic comments you may be using to put yourself down. Yes, release that, people. Angel Wisdom wants you to recognize and realize the power of your words, thoughts, and intentions. If you are saying something, even jokingly about yourself, that might have a negative effect on you or express something you wish wasn't real, you are being encouraged to be more loving towards yourself. Angels are guiding you to clear, cancel, and release anything you no longer want or need in order to make more room for love, positivity, and peace. Whenever you have a negative thought or say something then, or say something you then wish you hadn't, you have the capacity to remove that idea or energy from your own energy by saying the powerful affirmation, clear, cancel, release. Angels are ready and willing to help you clear anything that could be standing between you and inner peace. When you draw this card, you will also be encouraged to clear any clutter from your life. If there is dust building up or stuff accumulating in your home, office, car, or anywhere else you spend your time, clear it now. When you clear physical space, you clear psychic space. Making these simple changes will clear your energy and open you up to experiencing a sense of clarity and freedom. Ooh, I love this card. How powerful is it to simply say those three words when you might be thinking something negative? Clear, cancel, release. Oh, I love it. I am tucking that into my pocket and using it. And I'm also loving this idea of clearing the stuff that has been around. It is something I have been doing quite often around here because I'm feeling this sense of renewal and not wanting to hold on to what I don't need. There's no reason to have cabinets filled of things that I never use. I've been donating a lot of things, giving a lot of things away, and how wonderful. It is knowing that they're getting a brand new home. So much of Emma's stuff I packed up and I gave a bunch of it to the hospital, others to a clothing swap that a mom's group was doing around here. And it felt great because, my goodness, she's grown through things so quickly. <laughs> you know, it has piled up. And to know that someone else will be using it has been amazing. But it is important, you know, to not have our stuff enclose around us because it's not giving you any space to grow and become. Where can you make more space? What can you let go of? 
And if you've been having any of these negative thoughts, remember, mm, use those words, clear, cancel, release. Oh, I love it. I want to make a little song for that. <laughs> oh, I thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and tuning in. I want to remind you that I have a second podcast that Dustin and I do together. Episodes for that come out kind of when, you know, we have them. It's not anything set in stone, but we are really enjoying recording together and just having conversations with each other. So that is called The Blue Canoe. You can find it on my website and I would love for you to tune in if it's something that interests you. But I want to wish you a wonderful week ahead. I will be back soon with a brand new episode. Until then, have a great week.